five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Nice to be in orbit. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to <laughs> Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy, because dang it, we can. We, <laughs> we talked about this ad nauseum on episode one, the ironic joy that I have of being the host of a podcast whose name I do not bear. I'm glad but you the had. Owner of that I'm is, glad you get ironic joy from it. I get like just ego gratification from it, I think. Uh, well, hey, uh, just to be what, completely you know upfront, uh, I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying having a podcast bearing my name. Let me let me ask you this, Josh: How yeah. has your life changed since the first episode dropped? Has it been like a like a rocket ship, like kind of a whirlwind experience for you? It has. I've gotten at least three more Facebook requests. I've have Big. I think two two followers on Twitter, <laughs> uh, which for me is massive. That's gigantic, dude. right? Yeah, it's gigantic. And I've had no less than three people reach out to me, and 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 this is this is not a lie. Yeah. At least three people reach out to me and ask me, "quote You're on another podcast?" Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> passive aggressive there, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if it's a passive aggressive thing or if it's just like really, Josh, really, the, like you're on another one. Like one's not enough, two's not enough, three's not enough. Maybe like they're just so um, impressed. They don't really know how to talk about it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'm just telling them, like, I'm just building my empire, okay? Yeah. Like, like you're seeing the foundations of Rome yeah. here. Yeah, that no, is, that's that true. That is going to rise. Absolutely. Um, through the podcast verse, right? Absolutely. Uh, just in time for podcasting to become Absolutely. unpopular. And passe, yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. <laughs> in true Christian, like, evangelical fashion, we're getting in on the tail end of this thing. So That's how we do. That's how, that's we, how do we do, man. Absolutely. That's how we do. Well, Ted, before we hop into the app, uh, you want to... Tell them about our sponsor. Dude, I do want to. we do have a sponsor. Yeah, I do very um, much want to. Because we are legitimate. We're big. Yeah. We're bad. And we're sponsored. That's right. We're business people, first and foremost, Josh. And that's that's yeah. what it's always about. Uh, our sponsor is a little company called Visual Theology, or should I say a big company? Uh, like us, they're a large business. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a large mom and pop. It's a large mom. Like us, they do great work. Um, yeah. Although they do different work than we do, in that they make... Uh, visual Bible study tools for the church. They love the local church like we do. And uh, they want to serve it by bringing theological concepts to life visually. Uh, they also make great swag, uh, including a Cluck Podcast t-shirt exclusive um, that we are going to have available at some point. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge detail guy, Josh. So I may or may not hey. in my studio at this at this very moment be looking up the visual theology URL. There it is. The point is it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. They're making a t-shirt. So their designers are hard at work, um, bouncing some ideas off of us. We've got great synergy between these two companies. Uh, and soon you're going to have a cluck t-shirt to wear. And so am I. Uh, the URL for Visual Theology is visualtheology.church. Um, their tagline is teaching truth with beautiful visuals. Get exclusive content, a first look at new graphics, a free digital poster, and 15% off your first order at visualtheology.church. They do uh, books. They do online resources. They do posters. Uh, some of their posters are adorning my kids' walls, and I have to say they're really well done. 
They're really visually appealing and they bring sound biblical truth, which is what you and I, Joshua, are all about on this podcast. Um, we're all about it in our hearts, although not so much on this podcast in that we, we talk about other things primarily. But That's right. Um, that's right. Under, that's right. We actually want to be it. different from every other white guy podcast. Right? Uh, easy. <laughs> e- easy, <laughs> sorry. buddy. I'm sorry for bringing, bringing, bringing a, well, I can't say race into it. What, what, what is it? It's a I don't see color, spot. Ted. I don't, yeah. I don't see color. Yeah, okay? yeah. Especially since we're we're recording this in black and white, so uh, it's very it's well, very vintage. Yes, very that's retro. intentional. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Josh, let's get into it, man. What do you have for me today? So, hey, um, I want to throw you something, and okay. and this might just be like a quick yeah. something that we do each ep. Okay. Is I want to throw just a tad bit of trivia okay. at you, real quick. Okay. I follow this account on Instagram. <laughs> it's just it's just called hashtag facts, okay. and they just throw random like funny weird facts. And this one actually pertains. More to me than it does you, because okay. the fact that I'm going to read you here, mm-hmm. I grew up where this fact took place. Dude, no way. This will be cool. Okay. This is kind of like the the Josh Loftus reality tour. I'm learning some things That's about right. it. That's right. That's right. So, so, so in 2010, there was a couple that purchased the town of Wakanda. Yes, it is a real town. It's not just from okay. the Marvel Universe, right? <laughs> uh, they purchased the town. Okay. The entire town of Wakanda was purchased. For three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's not it bad. It came with a came with a cafe. Okay. It came with a post office and a gas station, a four bedroom house, and their own zip code. Nice. This town was one like uh, like one and a half miles from where I grew up. No way. So dude. I grew up right next to a conda. So my first question is, yeah. Ted, if you had the opportunity to to purchase a town, would you do it? Oh, one thousand times, yes, absolutely. Okay. That appeals to like. Every insufferable, bespoke, hipster quality that I have, which is like wanting everything to be somewhat personalized, wanting everything to be mine. Not that I want things. I just want like unique, interesting things. And if I could if I could buy my own town and it's perfect, like the way you described it, it has everything I would want, a cafe, a post office. I don't do a lot of mailing. But uh, I feel like I would I would level up my mailing but you situation. Would, but, yeah. but but you would receive a lot of mail. I would receive a lot. All right, my fan yes. mail could come to my own post office in town. And and exactly. uh, dude, a nice little four bedroom house. I would I would enjoy that. I would enjoy my own town. I'm saying yes to that. Now, would would you? Where are you at on like having your own town? Uh, so I feel like. I feel like yes, I would absolutely. Yeah. But I would I would want to try to make it one of those things where like. The, the individuals of the town have no clue who purchased it mm. so that I could just like I could come into the town as just like a regular guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. get my Subway sandwich just like everyone else. Yeah. Big. And then and then and then and then leave. Right. Okay. And they never know. Do they, like, you, they never so you know. would want them to never know. See, my my ego is such that like I would want to, I think, be like the benevolent good guy. You know what I mean? Like the, the guy who's like helping people yeah. out around town. Here comes and, Ted. Yeah. Oh, what a guy. Like here comes yeah. Ted. Like there's something a little different about that guy. You know, like he's, you know. He, he owns the town. He owns, the, he owns, he literally owns the town. And I think, I think I would enjoy that very much. Now. So, so, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Would you, would you try to like grow the town or would you be content with it just staying small? Uh, so I love small town life. I do too. I really do. But, but I would, I would love to try to find a way to make like, like just like, okay, for, for my Marvel nerds out there, just like Wakanda in, in the Marvel universe, Mm -hmm. they've got this resource Mm -hmm. that is exclusive to them that Mm -hmm. the entire world wants. Yeah. 
I would want to try to find something like you that. You would. Where That's my town provides this thing, whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's like chic podcast websites or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure because we we because we need one of those. That's true. T shirts that <laughs> um, say cluck. You know. T shirts that say cluck, right? <laughs> um so so my my question to you, Ted, is mm-hmm. that if you were to purchase a town, yeah. right? Because we're all about branding, yeah. right? All about making things in our own image, mm-hmm. right? If you could craft the perfect town, yeah. what would it be? Where would it be? What would it be? Where would it be? Yeah, I want to I wanna say... Because uh, for me, it's a beach town. Yeah, dude, beach is a strong contender. Kiki and I are watching a lot of like mountain-related media right now. So I might okay. I might go mountains. I might go a little babbling brook, like right through the center of town, like Look a, at that. like a nice little wooden bridge. Maybe maybe a covered bridge. I grew up in Indiana. We had we had a lot of nice covered bridges. So maybe uh, we although we we had zero percent mountains in Indiana. So uh, it wasn't okay. a great mountain situation where I grew up. But maybe like a little town nestled into the mountains. Um, I don't know about like industry and population. Like my my fatal flaw in this is that like. I would want everybody to like me, of course, because that's my fatal flaw in life. And uh, in trying to make sure that happened, it would backfire on me. And uh, they, they'd probably like vote me go. out or something. Um, All right. Which makes me sad to think about. Yeah, well, and of course, the town would be called Cluck or yeah. Cluckville, Cluxton. Uh, uh, all those are strong contenders. All, yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Fantastic. Well, keeping, Ted, keeping, keeping in this vein of things that, that you have. Made in your own image, things that you have created. <laughs> uh-huh. You sent me a link. Uh, I think it was this. It was last night. Okay, that an article you wrote. Yeah, got got picked up by by <laughs> <laughs> by all things Yahoo Money. Yahoo Money. Okay. I mean, so my first thought was, oh, Ted wrote like an offshoot like financial piece like yeah. maybe it's an investment thing Ted maybe, wrote a piece on like dogecoin buying, or like nfts yeah, or whatever yes. yeah yeah maybe he is buying his own town <laughs> exactly and you know here's here's this guy he's yeah. trying to get people on board for Cluxville. yeah but but it wasn't that at all for some reason somebody some intern at at yahoo money <laughs> saw this article that you wrote about the the 10 minute version of a taylor swift song yeah all too well and and they thought you know what? This needs to be on Yahoo Money. <laughs> yeah, dude, like it's this, hilarious. This is, this is what Yahoo Money's looking for. So, man, I like a huge part of me just wants to just throw this entire concept over to you because yeah. there's so many things running through my mind. One, um, I don't know if you know this, yeah. but nobody looking at you would think you are a T Swift fan. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's super off brand of right. a brand. Yeah, right. So why don't we just start right there? Like, what what got you into T Swift? Yeah, and you being the the brawny jock, you know, <laughs> wearing the Michigan headband. Yeah, and yeah. Like T Swifts on your playlist. Like, how does this happen? Yeah, let's get into it. So first of all, I want to know. I wonder if anybody who's ever worse at managing money has been published by Yahoo Money. I, there's got to be like a like a, a Venn diagram there somewhere where uh, I, th- I think I'm probably the worst money manager of all time to be published by them. But and actually, it happened. It happened 12 days ago, and I didn't know about it till last night because I was I checked my like muckrack page, which is a a thing where like if you're a journalist, if you're a writer, it's just this aggregator of like all your links or whatever. And I checked it because okay. I was working on some CV thing for my college. And I was like, oh, Yahoo Money, this is funny. So I clicked on it. And it was my Taylor Swift piece. Um, so I teach at a college, Josh. And 
in in that I teach at a college, like I'm a little more aware. Like there's always chatter about what people are listening to, what people are watching. And a year or so ago, I had these students, these two really persistent students who were staff writers for me. Um, I'm the I'm the faculty supervisor of our of our campus newspaper. And they're like, Cluck, you got to listen to Taylor Swift. Like, we love Taylor Swift. Her music's amazing. You got to listen to her. And, I, I, you know, I was kind of like shruggy and eye-rolly about it initially. But then I listened to it and I was like, she's a really amazing writer. She writes really concrete images. She remembers really well, which is what I've been trying to do my whole career as a memoirist. So it really, like, it resonated with me on that level of, like, She's kind of writing her way through her life. She's remembering really well. The songs all have like a really interesting crackle of conflict in them. Like every great movie or every great feature story or whatever. There's a little engine that drives all these songs. And it occurred to me that she's a really terrific writer. She might be the best writer that we have right now. And um, I got excited about it. Now, little did I know, Josh, that like... Um, and I know this because I listened to the last happy rant, which I was not on the happy rants, my other podcast. And, um, they talked about how cloying and fake and insincere and how stupid it is that like middle-aged men like myself are like claiming to like Taylor Swift. And I get so, it. Dude. So, so do you think that was a slight dig? I think it I mean, might've been. I think Let's talk shop been. here a little bit, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, pillow talk, right? Mm-hmm. So, so do you think? Sorry, better I than the other look, talk we had last week. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, we're not doing that. No, talk we're not doing that again. No, yeah. that talk stayed stayed in Ep One. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so do you think they like? Do you think they wait until uh, until the guy's gone? And yeah. then Like you know what? Let's rag on the guy a little bit, dude. I don't know, man. I I think there was a there was a sense of freedom that I was out of the studio. It was kind of like okay. dad's gone. You know, yeah, and we yeah, could say okay. some things. We can let our hair down a little bit. Um, I actually, which is ironic because you're the only one that can let your hair down. I know, dude. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah, I actually liked their take. Like, I their take, which was like a certain kind of middle aged guy leverages Taylor Swift in the same way that, like, basically those guys leverage Beth Moore. Which is, I'm going to say that I like this so that I can look like a big sweetie. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that I can score some cheap, low hanging, like. I'm a feminist, sweetheart, nice guy kind of kind of cred, which as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that checks out. Like, um, I could see people doing that. And I probably, mm. like, in terms of that whole pathology, there's probably some of that at play. Like, I think it, to some degree, it's fun to, like, surprise people with the fact that I like Taylor Swift. No, I'm not a fan, dude. I, I couldn't tell you what song came on what record or like I, I couldn't walk you through her discography. Sure, but 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 you you appreciate her her style of music. You oh, very much so. The way that she writes. Yeah, you appreciate just the 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 ethos of kind of what she brings to the music industry. Yeah, here's what I like about it. And keep in mind, I know nothing about music. Okay, I'm just a meathead. Sure. I've been listening to music for four decades. That's all I know about it. Uh, I'm not a theory guy. I don't understand what makes a good song. I'm not in the industry, whatever. But like, I think she's brilliant because all of her songs are about her, but they're really about me. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah, it's it, it's very relatable. Like it's yeah. very it, it, like like it's very able to be taken and then just just applied to yourself. So when right? you listen to her her songs, you're in a sense, Josh, invited to like direct a short film in your head about you vis-a-vis the lyrics that she's presenting in the songs, which is why I didn't like the All Too Well short film. Um, So she dropped the song. She dropped the 10-minute version of the song, 
And then like a day later, she dropped the short film and all these students were like, Cluck, you got to watch the short film. And I watched right. it and I was just kind of like, eh, it's not as good as the movie that I'm directing in my head. You know what I mean? Uh, so so, so when you picture, okay, because in, in, in you know, full disclosure, in yeah. prep for talking about this, yeah. I listened to the song with my wife because my wife okay. is a big T-Swift fan, right? Dude, so, tell me what that experience was like for you. If you don't mind me like hijacking and asking you a question now. No, like, what no, was no, it's it, fine. So, what was it like? So... There's, I can count on one hand, and it's not that I hate her. It's just, yeah. it's just that I don't frequent that kind of music, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, like, I enjoy heavy metal, yeah. like '80s rock, yeah. '70s rock, like you know, things like that. Yeah. So T Swift isn't isn't high on the playlist most of the time. Is but it there due are to the fact songs, that you're a terrible guy? Maybe you know. It's it's <laughs> due to the fact that I'm a horrible guy. Yeah, exactly. And that I, and yeah. I obviously have zero. Taste. You don't you don't retweet Beth more enough, and you don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think you're a horrible guy. It's safe to say. We can make that leap. <laughs> that and so many other reasons, uh, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift has never been heavy in the playlist, sure. right? Um, but there are a few songs of her that from her that I like. Um, Out of the woods. So that's one of okay. her songs, right? I think so. Like, like I enjoy that song. I think I think it's got a good beat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I enjoy uh, the melody and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we played this song. Yeah. And through the entire thing, and and yeah. and again, keep in mind, this is me not knowing. Anything about Taylor Swift? Yeah. Anything about what she writes about? Sure. Why she writes about it? Yeah. Like I'm coming in cold turkey on yeah. this, right? Yeah. Through the entire song, yeah. I was thinking to myself how much I would hate to be the person she's talking about. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I started that convo with my wife. I'm like, is she is she talking about something specific? Mm-hmm. Because some of the like some of the 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 word pictures she gives in here yeah. are very oddly specific. Yes. Is this before you know? or after you read my piece on Yahoo Finance about the 10 minutes? <laughs> this is, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> no, I before. get into that a little bit. Yeah. No, no, no. no. And, yeah. and I know you do. Yeah. So, 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 so this was, this was before me, me knowing anything about it. This was yeah. probably a couple of weeks ago because, because uh, my wife told me, hey, here's a 10 minute song. Yeah. Right. Which I'd like to go off on this real fast. Yeah. That's a tough sell, isn't it? They, Ten minutes. No, no, it's not. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I'll, for me personally, yeah. the frustration that I had with it is the mu- is is the music industry's uproar and fawning over the fact that an artist released a ten minute song. Yeah. When I've been listening to Dream Theater for years, dude, I love Dream Theater. And, Let's go and a minute they don't, on this. And yeah. they and and it's hard to find a Dream Theater song that is less than ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 I will fully admit when when all of the 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 like buzz came out about this song, it's a ten minute song. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. she released ten minute song. I'm just like, you know what? Like, there are progressive metal and rock has been doing this for years. Have you yeah. heard of Rush? Yeah. Have you heard of Dream Theater? <laughs> yeah, have you heard yeah, of yeah. these guys who, yeah. have, who have like like 20 minute songs, right? Yeah. That was honestly the, the first exposure that I had to it. And it turned me off to the song because I didn't want to like it. Because I'm like, oh, like, like, this has already been done. It's not impressive. I want to get back to you and your lady listening to that song, but yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. do a two minute digression on Dream Theater. Please. Uh, I love Dream Theater. I have two questions. Uh, okay. One, and keeping in mind, I know nothing about music, but I, I do own two okay. Dream Theater records, and and I've enjoyed them since high school. Um, okay. Is it cool to like Dream Theater? I have no idea. So Dream Theater, uh, I mean, I'm going to say yes, okay. of course. I think Dream Theater is, the members of Dream Theater are some of the most talented musicians alive today. I feel like that's true. Again, knowing nothing, um, when I listen to it, I'm always like super impressed by it. 
So so progressive rock or progressive metal is a very difficult genre to play, mm-hmm. and I'm coming from someone who plays drums. Did you play uh, drums? I had no idea. Yeah, man, I'm a big drummer, man. That's I love, fascinating. I love so I love drumming a deep dream theater, but it's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, um, because Mike Portnoy, their original drummer, Mike Mangini, their their current drummer, mm-hmm. it's weird time signatures. You know, the thing with progressive metal or or progressive rock is that there's a progression to the song. Sure. It it like 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 if you think of the song like a story. Yeah. Right. Which I do. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so you'll have your opening riff, yeah. right? And then there'll be there'll be different pieces, mm-hmm. and sometimes even the genres of the song will shift within yeah. the song. But then by the end, you're back to where you started. Yeah. Right. Um, which is one of the reasons I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Dream Theater is kind of touted as like the, like. Oh, you like Dream Theater? Okay, they're so mainstream. They're so man. And I'm just oh, like really? they're mainstream for a reason. Yeah. Because they're good. Yes. I mean, it's like it's like liking Bon Jovi or liking Dude, right. or liking Creed. Yeah. You know, it's like okay. Bon Jovi ripped haters, off but... like those two or three records in the eighties and they were they were bangers. They were incredible. They were super fun yeah, to listen to. Yeah. Good songs. Yeah, exactly. And you can't listen to like any movie that has Ben Stiller in it without a <laughs> <laughs> like a Bon Jovi song, right? No, I love it. I um, love it. Yeah. Dude, which which albums do you have? Uh, images and words. That's the best one. I agree, dude. That's so good. So I, I've talked about, I think I've talked about this on like saxophone, dude, official, official instrument oh. of the nineties. But, um, oh, yeah. I think I talked about this on some other program, but I, I have a cool older cousin and anything cool in the realm of like music and pop culture that there was, he, he introduced me to it. Um, it's Beezer, the guy that I went to Hulk Hogan with, which I referenced oh, yeah. in the in the yeah. last yeah. ep. But he turned me where on your to mom, where your mom was knitting a blanket. My mom was knitting a blanket, and I was watching Hulk Hogan <laughs> defeat the Iron Sheik, which is kind of like a million kinds of politically incorrect, even back oh, then, yeah. probably. Yeah. But yeah, uh, fly. but so he got me into Dream Theater like freshman or sophomore year of high school, um, and I really enjoyed him. And I I remember there have only been a few albums in my life that I can listen to like top to bottom, start to finish with no skips. And uh, that's one of them. Um, 50 Cent, Get Richard Die Tryin' is another one. Um, just, a, just a great nice. record, top to bottom. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I have images and words. And then I have one with like a blue cover. Um, it's, it's got like a bluish cover, but I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, it's probably um, the one released right after. I think it was. Just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, probably yeah. was. But, uh, but yeah, really enjoyed those guys. Um, if you could have any other talent, so, see, I'm like super impressed that you're a musician because I, I would always like if I could trade some talent that I actually have for another talent, it would it would be music. I think it would be super fun to sure. make music. Um, yeah. what, what would you what would you choose? Man, it, like so I have to trade some talent trade that you have some talent for a have. new talent. Oh, man. Um, dude, I've always. I've always wanted to be able, like, and, and this kind of kind of goes back to our uh, to our first step too. Like, I've always wanted to be like artistically inclined. Oh sure, yeah. Um, but but I'm but I'm so far from it. Yeah. it's never gonna happen. Yeah, because you know? I think I mean I think a lot of that is probably just just gifting, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you can learn up to a certain point. Like I can only follow the Bob Ross tutorials for so. Dude, did you go? Did you go through so a period in your life where you thought you were sweet at like drawing? Dude, I did. I did too. I did. Yeah. Yes. I did too. I would, I would make these things and then I'd be like, oh man, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, that, that looks, looks sweet. Good. Like you're overshading it and like, yeah. I, I topped out at like drawing football helmets and drawing like, uh, I don't know, like fighter planes in, in like fifth grade. That was, that was Apex right. Mountain for me art wise. 
right um, and then and then i found out that i could just get the super thin tracing paper yeah and just trace over what other people have done wow and i'll do it that didn't, was, it didn't that, feel like, the same was, though did it because it wasn't it, didn't it wasn't feel your own the thing. same you had to trick yourself into it what would makoto you know? fujimura say about that I mean, he well, he wouldn't give me time of day. No, I mean, I mean, we wouldn't even be in the same room. Yeah, right. You could retweet right, him right. though; it would say some things. I, about I, him. I could retweet him, and then every time you mention him, I have to re-Google who it is. So that's, <laughs> Dude, that's let's how, uh, that's, that's <laughs> let's go back to you and your lady listening to the ten minute all too well. Yeah, give yeah, me give okay. me the context. Like, are you in the living room? Is this is it like a main event, or is it in the car? No. So 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 it is a main event, but it's okay. in the car. Got it. So so we're driving back from. I think I had like a preaching gig or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know what it was, but we're driving back. And then I think I offhandedly mentioned to her, oh, yeah, you know, I was talking with Ted. He's a big T-Swift guy. And, yeah. like, he wants to, you know, do do a segment on this 10-minute song. And she's like, mm-hmm. you have to you have to do the segment on the 10-minute song. Nice. And she says, I want to know what he thinks of the video, too, because yeah. it has to be both. Dude, what and, did she think of the so, video? Was she a fan of the video? She liked it both. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah. 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 She she liked she liked both the song and the video. Um, but anyway, so so I'm listening to the song. Um, and I mean, obviously, fantastically produced, yeah. right? Yeah. She's got a great voice. Yeah. Just, I mean, everything sounds great, sure. Right? Um, but, but yeah, I, but throughout the song, I'm asking her, I'm asking Lauren, I'm like, is this is this about somebody specific? Yeah, because this is super super specific, like Concrete. word pictures mm-hmm. and like things that she's saying. And I'm like, I'm like, who is this? And yeah. she, she informed me that it's it's supposedly, I don't know if it's confirmed, confirmed. Yeah, yeah. But it's about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. The actor. That's right? what everybody so, says, yeah. So apparently they went out yeah. uh, together a while, you know, for a while, and then uh, obviously didn't work out. Dude, so, right? so like... So he gets a song written about him. I think what's interesting about being a middle-aged man who's, who's uncool... And a dad, like, that doesn't move the needle for me at all. Like, it doesn't matter who that song is about. You know what I mean? Because, so here's a, here's an argument that I make sometimes with my students about this song. And I want, yeah. I want to know if this would carry water with Lauren. I yeah. actually, it, it's, it's kind of, it's supposedly on, like, Apex Mountain for breakup songs. So it's, it's held up as this, like, iconic breakup song. But I actually think oh. two-thirds of the song is about how awesome it is to fall in love. And I think when I listen to it, and I'm I'm happily married to my wife of 25 years, and and she's great. But like when I when I listen to it, I think about falling in love rather than thinking about breaking up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think just just listening to it the couple times that I did, I think that's the point. But yeah. I think like it also, it also like wasn't it Motley Crue that had the song "Love Bites"? Uh, like, yeah, like, "Love Bites" was not Motley. Who was that? Was that uh, that was Def Leppard? That was Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but it, but but I think I think like with the happiness and like the nostalgia yeah. of just the process of falling in love, the yeah. process of like all the emotions are strong, yeah. right? You know, she's like looking at his like pictures when he's a kid, right? Yeah, you know, and things like that. Talking to her, talking to his dad, things like that. Yeah. But then you know, like with that also comes, like also comes the pain. Right. And yeah. then, like, the process of opening yourself up so much to somebody. Yeah. Knowing that this could go horribly wrong. And if yeah. it does, I'm going to be desperately hurt. But, yeah. like, wanting that experience enough to be able to do it anyway. Dude, so there's a, there's a couple stanzas in there that absolutely wreck me emotionally. And I'm an I emotional wanted, guy anyway. Yeah. So, so part of, part of this is I was going to ask you, like, mm-hmm. what lines, yeah. Okay. What lines get you? There's a couple. Um, okay. The, the line where, um, 
used to be a little kid in glasses and a twin size bed just destroys me for some reason, dude. And I don't know if it's because I wore glasses as a kid or I had a twin size yeah. bed or what it was, but it's like, it's this moment where, okay, this is the magic of falling in love, right? This is like love heroin, like shoot it right into my veins where yeah. you're learning everything about each other. She's right. looking at the old right. pictures of you. You're kind of proud. You're, you're in a sense, you're teaching like an accelerated history course of your life to somebody because you think you're going to be together forever. And right, you're falling right. in love, and it's 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 uh, it's intoxicating, right? It's like love coke, you know. So yeah, that one yeah. gets me, and then dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light. Um, oh, it's just yeah. so strong, dude. It gets me getting getting lost upstate. Um, yep. All all of these, like I really love them, and uh, they're really strong. And I, I think back to our previous point. They could all be about me, right? Like the movie sure, that I'm directing sure. has me and KK in it and we don't break up, you know? Right, um, right, so it's a nice time. Right. Like it's just a pleasant time. Um, right. What about you? Are you a guy? Let me, let me ask you this. And then I want to go a minute on Motley because you mentioned Motley Crue. That's some good drumming, okay. by the way. But <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. So were, the, were there stanzas or lines or sections that moved you emotionally? And are you the kind of guy that gets moved by lyrics like that in a song? So, so yeah, I'll answer the second question first. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I am. Um, I think. I think you and I, you and I share the the uh, <clears throat> the personality type of being emotionally moved easily. Yeah. By but but it has to be by specific things. Yes. Right? It's not. It's not just like something something sad. Therefore, Josh is going to cry. Yeah, that's right. It, it's got to be like it, it's got to have a personal connection to me yeah. somehow. Yeah. Right. So that one definitely. Uh, the stanza right after that. Mm-hmm. Um. It, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, you used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin size bed, and your oh. mother's telling stories about you on the t-ball team. Oh, uh, like tell me about your like, past, thinking your futures with me, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, man, like, like, like. I remember, like, for me, stuff like that brings brings like the memories of like watching, like watching my brothers play t-ball. Yeah. Yeah, for and just sure. Being like a super proud older brother, dude, like and it's so them just, that just stuff is so pure. It's so pure, it isn't is. it? And and you know, Ted, our oh, hearts man. long for stuff like that. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I was, and again, I was talking. I think, I think this was this another thing I was talking talking to my wife about. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we're gonna get super real here, no, but like, go for it. like I have, especially over the last probably five five years, five, five to eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have found myself like longing mm. for and and chasing chasing the feeling yeah. of that like nostalgia yeah right and I yeah. don't know if nostalgia is the right word for it but 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 like and 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 I think I mean obviously it hits hard I think around the holidays too but like sure. you know th- you know there'll be certain songs or certain certain um, you know moments in time certain uh, dates on the calendar or something like that mm-hmm. where like where like something really special happened that day or yeah. or or it's or it's a it's an automatic connection to a time in my life where things were super simple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And for me that was like early high school. Sure. Uh like where I just, I had I had zero care in the world. Yeah. I had my you know I had my my Dodge Dakota truck oh. that I tricked out with KC lights that I just Dude, I had a truck know, in high I, school too. Oh. It was dude. awesome. And and just like there there are little things that like that pop up mm. that that just remind me of that time in life where I had like the 
the worst thing I had yeah. to worry about was making weight for for wrestling. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like that's the worst thing I had to think about. Right. Um. And life's just like, I mean, obviously, right? I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we we've got Jesus and all yeah, that, which yeah, which yeah. is which is which is which makes everything better. But yeah. life's hard. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you we know? we live in a world that's so saturated and shot through with sin, and our even our own hearts, in, in a lot of cases, are so shot through with sinful motives and and things that we're constantly like at war with that yeah when you're presented with an image of you know a kid playing t-ball it's like we don't grab onto that because we're taylor swift fans and because we're trying to i don't know like uh platform ourselves in a certain way it's just like that's a truly evocative reminds me yeah yeah, it's an evocative pure simple image of a time when life was simpler and when our hearts were less convoluted with sin, and I'm drawn to it, doggone it! Like I want to go back there. I want to, I want to be my father's son again. You know what I mean? I want to, I oh, want to, dude, seriously. I want to grab like, onto those moments when I can. And it's this weird tension of not becoming the sad old guy who just lives in the past, right? Like I, I, I need to be of earthly good in the present and yeah. in the future. And I know you want that too. But like, yeah, there's a part of me with any writer like Taylor Swift or any any writer that just remembers well, like I'm drawn to that. I'm drawn to anybody that does their job really well. And like, I think she's really yeah, good at her job. Right. Like she's a great pop star. And yeah. uh, I'm interested in that in the same way that I'm interested in like the guy at work who like runs a really good meeting or um, right. some great performance in football or whatever. I'm drawn to those things because they do evoke a certain kind of feeling. And uh, I think that's what good music can do. Let's do a minute on... Uh, yeah. Motley Crue and nostalgia. Okay, what's, yeah, what's your experience it. with Motley Crue? Um, oh <laughs> gosh, so so I grew up in obviously Christian household, yeah. right? Where uh, mo- like the only secular music that that would be played, mm-hmm. uh, if any, would be like like classical or something sure. like that, yeah. or or when Christmas came around, you know, Bing Crosby, mm-hmm. thing, Frank Sinatra, things like mm-hmm. that. Right? So my first introduction to hard rock, yeah, right was my wrestling coach okay oh this is magical i love where this is going uh, so dude so so uh he did he wouldn't do it so i started wrestling in fifth grade okay right um so i had a few i had like a year or a year or two in elementary until i hit uh uh, middle school Mm -hmm. and it wasn't in really until freshman year of high school like he had different playlists right (laughs) like so he had like the like the super clean, safe playlist yeah. for the kids, slightly more edgy for the middle school. And then yeah. by the time he hit high school, it was just whatever, whatever Love was it. on his, on his thing. Right. But dude, he, he loved eighties rock. Ugh. Oh, so if there would be, I mean, Led Zeppelin yeah, or w- which is more seventies, yeah. but, uh, um, uh, ACDC was his favorite. Yeah. Uh, Motley Crue. ACDC uh, was second tier to yeah. me. Really? Yeah. And, now, uh, now are, are you more of a, are you more of a Brian Johnson guy or are you more of a, uh oh shoot who's dude who's see, i don't even know hey, bon scott bon scott yeah, yeah 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 i don't even know but like so for me my entree to motley crew was high school football right so there you go, there you go. yeah it was this super alpha dude named kevin weitzel shout out kevin weitzel i know he's listening who 100%. um would bring his boombox into the locker room and like if you were yes. the most alpha guy like you got to dj the locker room experience yep. and yep my junior year it was it was all Motley Crue, Doctor Feelgood. That was the yeah. that was the pregame song, and you you had that really heavy dun 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 dun. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then Kickstart yeah. My Heart was on that record. Oh, dude, that that's their best song. 
It was incredible, it, it dude. And that yeah. that music made me feel like I could run through like 15 brick walls. And oh, I, I dude, enjoyed and, it so and much. You could. Yeah, I could. Dude, 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 if I get if I get kickstart my heart playing in my just just, just the opening guitar riff, like yeah. like sounding uh, sounding like a like a motorcycle. Like a yeah, motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. Just and then the riff comes in, the drums. Dude, I listened to it today. I literally listened to it today. It's it's so yeah. good. But, yeah, it's a solid um, song. So yeah, yeah, like 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 the vast majority and again, going back to the nostalgia thing. Yeah. I hear eighties rock. Yeah. I'm instantly transported to the wrestling mat. Yeah. That's in right. In high school. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like that's all they listen to. Yeah. So um no, that's yeah, great, man. Just, just, uh, just, a, just, just a simpler time, man. I know. Like, no, no worries, you know, dude. So. so let me let me ask you this. This is a bit high concept, and I want to I want to okay. frame it in a story about the local church. Which uh, I hope okay. I'm not stepping on Jack's toes here. I know this this is you guys oh, lane, no, but no, no. Uh, so last night it's one of my favorite nights of the year, man. Every year my church puts on this uh, Behold the Lamb concert. So they play through okay. Andrew Peterson's Behold the Lamb, and it's a bunch of my friends who are in the in the the worship band or whatever and it's super lo-fi they just get up there they play through it it's beautifully done beautiful music they're such good singers dude they can do all the stuff that i can't do right like sure they're sure. singing they're playing instruments i'm super impressed with it so it kind of it hits at that pure level of like i'm seeing my friends do a thing that they really love to do right so it makes yeah. me super happy yeah. on that level totally. and then like i'm getting all this rich like history of the Christian story, right? So I'm getting all this rich like Bible and Christ and I'm being reminded of, you know, what the Lord saved me from and I'm getting emotional and like, it's such a pure moment of times where I don't feel burdened by the realities of life are so few and far between. And and in fact, times around Christmas where I feel lighthearted and like a kid again, they're so yeah. few and far between. Sometimes it never happens. But like it happened last night where I'm listening to this. I'm in my church, which I love, with my lo- my wife, who I love. You know, I got my arm around her. We're in the dark watching this thing. And uh, mm-hmm. it just felt magical, dude. Um, yeah. And I know as reform guys, we're not supposed to like live in the world of feelings or like being transported yeah. by feelings. Right. But like, it was really Frozen good. Frozen chosen. Yeah, yeah. Like I would shoot that into my veins. It was so nice, man. Oh, well, well, because Ted, like, and, and like what you were experiencing in that moment, yeah. right. Is the closest thing that we can get to on this earth of heaven. Yeah. That's where I was going with it. It was a little glimpse. You know, it was a little foretaste of heaven. Like, like that's what it is. Yeah. Like you're surrounded by people that you love mm-hmm. that, are united to you, you know, by Christ. Yeah, and you are worshiping God. That's what yeah. heaven's going to be. Yeah, and it's going to be amazing. Oh. Right? it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Amen. Hundred um, percent. So, so like I, I live for those moments. I do too, right? dude. Those moments are so good, and they're from the Lord. I, I, I know that they are, and I know that He like gives us those moments to encourage us. So I want to, I want to close the the loop on this Taylor Swift thing. So you're in the car okay. with your All lady, right. you're listening yeah, to that's it. Right. Is her we're minute minute forty six? We're finally getting around to <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> now, when you when you finish listening to the song, is her posture one of like expectant, like skeptic to fan arc from you? Like, does she expect anything from you in that moment? And did you deliver the thing that she expected? Yeah. So she she does expect 
something yeah. because she obviously enjoys it, and yeah. if I'm going to take time to listen to it, yeah, you know, yeah. it's something that it's something we we talked about, right? Sure. So so it's always an event. Okay, we're going to play it. We're going to go through it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would say I would say I don't know if I delivered like. I, I don't think she was expecting like me to just be like this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Just because I'm really not that kind of guy. Sure. Right. Um. But I mean, obviously, I engaged with it. I think where where most of our conversation landed. Yeah. And this probably wasn't what she wanted, but that's where my mind went. Yeah. Is in light of the understanding of how Taylor Swift writes and what she writes about. Yeah. How does she get people to go out with her? <laughs> Oh sure, <laughs> because because yeah. it's it because it's just kind of a thing. Like yeah. if you date Taylor Swift, right, and you and it don't goes get south. married, right, 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 and then live fifty years <laughs> until she dies, yeah. you're getting a song written about you. Yeah, that's right. I right? mean, it's like dating a memoirist. You know, like you're you're gonna show up in one of these stories, but um, that's right. It's like being married to a podcaster. Yeah. Like they're they're gonna talk about. That's you. true. No, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really interesting, and and. For the life of me, I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's a really interesting take on it. And it's like, um, you know, you look at somebody like Taylor Swift, and I hope this isn't weird, but she's like 90, 99th percentile in terms of just talent, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Looks, yeah. charisma, like being able to read the room. Uh, way be, up there. Being able yeah. to put on for an audience, right? She's amazing at this for a reason. So it's like, she's probably fairly good at getting people to fall in love with her. You know what I mean? Because um, people who are it's good at those true. things tend to be good at getting people to fall in love with them. So this keeps happening, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, you do wonder if there's a if if there's a ceiling on it in terms of getting guys to go out with you. But I know. Um, well, well, that's the thing. It's like it's like I I feel like you know it's like and this is a super morbid like this is a really really morbid example, but I'm gonna yeah. use it anyway. It's like you know it's it's. <laughs> It's the woman whose husbands keep dying, uh-huh. like under suspicious, sure. suspicious, yeah. right. And then, you, and then at a certain point, like you're watching it on Unsolved Mysteries, thinking, "How do these guys like? <laughs> how does she keep getting married?" Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's how do these guys keep saying yes? It's you know? definitely fascinating for sure. Yeah. So, la- last thing on Taylor Swift, and then I want to let okay. you get into like the rest of the content that you have planned for the show, which I don't know about ahead of time. We do zero show prep. Um, yeah. So this yeah. is consistent with my with my other podcast. But That's right. um, are we are we somehow this is getting back to the happy rant take? Are we somehow like the worst or do we suck for having talked about this for as long as we have? Because I just find it genuinely interesting. I do. Um, but do we suck? Like, are we are we weird for having like done 30 minutes on this on a podcast? You know, I feel like there are so many things in our society right now that would classify us as sucking yeah. in something. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> That's true. Like, I feel like everything, especially with social media, everything that I would put out to say, hey, like, you know, I'm kind of into this. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be there's gonna be someone who's going to be like, well, you're stupid. Yeah. Like, you know, so, so sure, maybe. Yeah. Do I care? Not at all, dude. When anybody because, crap on because your... this because this is cluck. Yeah, that's true. This is our podcast. That's true. This is for us. This is fun. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can leave, dude. You should do a social experiment on the on the cluck Twitter account. Just put out like okay, a tweet that's like, "Hey, just FYI, we both really love Dream Theater," and see, yeah. like, put just that little, put that chum in the water, like social experiment wise, and see. Because I can't for the I can't imagine anyone crapping on Dream Theater, like both. In the sense that it's it's niche like, and obscure enough that like 
Um, yeah. I can't imagine anyone like raining on our parade on that level, but uh, you should put it out there just see what happens. I will. I yeah. will. And, and I mean, Dream Theater gets crapped on a lot, but the only people that do are the, they are like the heavy metal elites. Right? Yeah. So there's... There's elites to everything, right? Yeah. Whether you're in sports or podcasting or music or or f- you know f- uh, food, like yeah, if you're a chef, sure. you know, like you're either a Gordon Ramsay fan or you're a or a, or a Guy Fieri fan, right? And like, dude, here's so, my question to that though: like, why okay. isn't heavy metal? And and I get frustrated about this with on other levels too. But like, isn't heavy metal just at its essence supposed to be fun? It's supposed to be loud and stupid and fun and a good time. Like yeah. definitionally, that's what it's supposed to be. So right. why why would we crap on anyone else's like sort of preferences in this area? It just seems weird to me, you know? We we crap on other people's preferences when we're trying to like make ours more legitimate than they are. I guess. Yeah. You know, like 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 we crap on other people because we want to look good and feel better about ourselves. Isn't this Even the- if our, and it's it's just it's just social media like stupidity. Isn't this is the problem is. with like 2021 pathology though? Because it's it used to be Josh that like, and we're getting into a thing we got into in our last step. You could listen to a record and it wasn't at all about you, right? Like right. in in 1993 right. when I was introduced to Dream Theater, and I got the CD and I ripped a little piece of plastic off and I put it into my like sad little boombox in my room and I listened to it yeah. like. That no part of that was performative. No part of it was like, I wonder who I could impress with this. I wonder if I like leave the CD in my locker at school if people are going to see it and be impressed. Like that, that wasn't even a part of your like mind makeup in 1993. But I think it's very much a part of your makeup in 2021. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, everything's everything's image building, right? And yeah. it's, we've gotten to the point. We've gotten to the point where we. We won't enjoy something if it doesn't fit the brand that we're yeah. like we're trying to cultivate yeah. t- to society, right? Yeah. So for that reason, you'll have individuals who secretly love Taylor Swift. Yeah. They won't say it because it's like, well, that doesn't. I it mean, doesn't I don't dovetail really with my like, brand. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And instead of just being free and open with the things you like, the things you don't like. Yeah. And you know, I don't. I don't hate you as a person because you like so-and-so or you don't like so-and-so yeah we just like we're, we're different people so we're gonna like different things dude if we could right? remove one idea or concept from the human experience and taking all the horrible ones off the table like pornography or racism or abortion sure, or whatever sure, sure. like yeah take take all the big ones that we would of course do away with like i think i would do away with the concept of branding on a personal level it's gross yeah. it's horrible it hasn't been a net positive really for anybody. You know what I mean? No, no, no. And I would say, yeah, I would, I would say uh, platform building. Yeah. Like just like there's, you don't need to do it. Yeah. Honestly. Like it's just, it's stupid. And every time, every time you do it, like you, you obviously look like you're doing it. Yeah. And it's just awkward and it's weird and it just alienates people that you don't need to alienate. And it makes you look way more pretentious than you actually are. You know, like it's just. And yet one of the one of the areas of fascination vis-a-vis Taylor Swift, I think, is the fact that she is so good at it. Like she's amazing. She is so intuitive at that thing. She almost never makes a wrong choice while doing it. It's fascinating. And I just I think from a like psychology of human communication standpoint like her body of work is fascinating on on that level 
Um, sure. you know, yeah, no, I heard her once described by, by a writer that I love and who you would love. You've probably read this guy, Chuck Klosterman. Have you read him? Yeah. Um, he wrote, sex, drugs, and cocoa puffs, Fargo yeah, rock city. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He said that like, if you were going to go into a lab and make a perfect millennial, it would be Taylor Swift. And I think he's right. You know, I think it's that true. really has it's legs true. actually. She does. I mean, that's probably why she's so popular is yeah. because everyone's striving to be her dude. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? So, well, Ted, we have uh, we have we have talked for fifty <laughs> minutes on Taylor Swift, Dream Theater, Montley Crew. Yeah. I forget what we started with. So I've got a bunch of other things to talk about, but I'm thinking of pushing them to the next step. I think that's because, fine. Yeah, because people people have uh, I think gotten their fill of us on yeah. this 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 the second ep of Cluck. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think uh, I think we'll probably call it here and yeah. then uh and then work our way work our way into the next step. It's been a pleasure, man. Thoroughly enjoyed it as always. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, everybody, you know what you can do. You can head on over to all the socials because as much as we rage on the platform building and branding. We have branding, and it's Cluck, Cluckcast. It's at <laughs> Cluckcast on uh, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. Head on over there. Send, send us some likes, some reviews. Uh, we're on all platforms right now. Listen to the yeah. podcast, iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get it. Five stars uh, only, though, we baby. There. We're not interested in, like, real constructive feedback here. No interest. No, yeah. No, 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 because even if they provided it, we probably would ignore it. Five stars only. Um, Five stars only, people. Uh, you know where you can give us those. Uh, head on over to Visual Theology, obviously. Uh, get all of your stuff for the local church. They legitimately, real talk, put out some awesome stuff. Head yeah. on over there uh, and get get your fill. Uh, Cluck shirts coming. Uh, TBD. TBD. Yeah. Sometime. We thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Later. <laughs>